0: Welcome to our Deloitte Legal on Air summer trip podcast. My name is Moni and I'm your podcast host. As part of our Deloitte Legal on Air summer trip podcast, we introduce you to different country desks. Today, we are talking about the special cooperation with Japan. Germany and Japan have always had important economic ties, and to ensure that cross-border legal matters run smoothly, Deloitte and Deloitte Legal have established, like in many other Western countries, dedicated teams which serve Japanese clients to provide you with advice and support in doing business abroad. And of course, likewise, we do have a number of colleagues in Japan serving as well many German clients. In the legal field, it is, of course, interesting that the German civil code served as a kind of template for these Japanese law. However, in complete different language, different letters and a unique culture may lead to some surprises in the corporation. Today, I have three colleagues. First, I will start with Andreas. Andreas Jentgens is lawyer and partner for corporate law and mergers and acquisitions at Deloitte Legal in Frankfurt. And Kaori Oka, corporate law partner of Deloitte Tusch Legal Japan, and Ryota Sekine, M&A partner, specialist partner of Deloitte Tusch Legal Japan, both located in Tokyo, talk about their cooperation in Germany. Japanese business transactions, and in line with that, country-specific characteristics, challenges, and opportunities. So hi, Andreas, Kaori, and Ryota. I'm happy to have you here on this podcast talking with me about these important topics.
1: Yeah, same here. Happy to talk to you, Moni. Nice to have you.
0: Hello, Moni.
2: Hello, Moni. I'm happy to join in this call.
0: So, thank you also for the welcoming here. Uh, we will start with our first questions. What are the particular legal challenges and core elements in your daily advisory practice?
1: Yeah, so when it, when it comes to, to German-Japanese business and transactions, I think the most important aspect is actually the understanding of the country's culture and its uh, business uh, etiquette. And in that regard, Japan is a kind of special There are a number of aspects that you should consider doing business in Japan and a number of do's and don'ts. So in my mind, Japanese are very service-oriented, polite, and respectful. That's, of course, great uh, characteristics, which I very like personally. However, sometimes the politeness is more valued than speaking out directly an unpleasant truths. And that is for somebody who isn't used to the business etiquette, you know, he, he might appear rude unintentionally. So it's really important to, to know the Japanese culture. And of course, when um, meeting with Japanese clients or business partners, you know, be aware of the business cards exchange ritual. Treat the business cards with the same respect you treat the person you meet.
3: So yes, I really completely agree with what Andres has said right now. The politeness and respect to each other, especially to the senior persons, is very, very important in the Japan society. For example, we have the seat arrangement, implied seat arrangement by rank in any meeting rooms, elevators, escalators, or even in a taxi. So when we visit or host clients, each person automatically recognizes where to sit or stand um, anywhere. So this is one kind of unique tradition in Japan. And as to the business cards, as Andres has said right now, we exchange all the business cards before the meeting starts, bow each other, and then when we sit we place each business card on the table in accordance with the seating role or the seating order of the other party. So this is another unique aspect of the business society.
0: I really like that you started with some cultural differences between Germany and Japan. So besides these cultural differences, are there any particular pitfalls that our listeners should be aware of?
1: Well, maybe when you are in an M&A transaction, and that's what especially Ryota and I do in a lot of cases, you have to notice that the decision-making processes can take very long. And that sometimes leads to, let's say, issues with non-Japanese business partners because they react a quick decision. But in, in that regard, you have to explain to your clients that it's not – The fact that the Japanese counterpart is not interested in the deal, it's just to understand that for Japanese, it's very crucial to have every decision very thought through. And that may, of course, take some time. And also, all, let's say, competent competent bodies have to be involved in a decision. And it's not like... Perhaps you know from U.S. companies where there's just one quick decision maker. That's uncommon for for Japanese. And sometimes, even in negotiation of M&A contracts, you have to deal with silence in meetings because people just think about it and they they don't have quick shoots. They they just really, yeah, reflect they have a high i would say emotional self-control and also there is always a contemplation you know they they think about they think before they reply and what is also important you always have to listen listen what is said and in particular sometimes even more important what is unsaid or what remains unsaid
2: Yes, in Japan, normally, not the decision of a single director or board is required. And it is not easy to ask for an extraordinary board for a specific transaction. In addition, the decision of board or of apparent company is often required as well. As Japan is a group-oriented culture. Group solidarity is valued over individualism and in which decisions are to be taken by a body, which also means that decisions are carried on several shoulders.
0: You talked a lot about decision-making, about communication, and about emotional self-control, etc. Can you tell us about a specific case and how you did solve the problem in the past?
1: Yes, of course. And let's start again with uh, with the timing, the timing issue. And Timing, of course, in M&A transactions is of importance. And uh, timing is a challenge when you are representing a Japanese client in an M&A transaction, which is, let's say, structured as a competitive auction or a bidding process. Because normally in these situations, you have to really act quickly. And, yeah, you know, that timing can be really key for the deal. And here it is in particular important that you have, let's say, Teams advising the clients, and that's then a joint team between Japan uh, colleagues and, and German colleagues who know the, the situations, know the customs and practices in Japan, so that you let's say can balance on the one hand the demands of the process with the Japanese culture and with the let's say approach in order to move quicker but on the other hand, still respect the decision-making processes in Japan. So that's a lot of, let's say, explanation required with regard to your client, but also with regard to the counterparts, so that perhaps the process is a bit adapted and not that quick in order to keep the Japanese uh, bidder or, or client still in the race for the transaction.
2: As Andreas said, the decision-making process might be a critical issue in an a transaction involving a Japanese client. Therefore, we must carefully examine decision-making process of the client in advance. The final draft need to be prepared often a couple of months before signing, as one needs to obtain the board approvals of the final SPA before signing. If we miss the timing of the board of directors, we might have to wait for the approval of the board for another one month.
0: Okay, that seems to be a lot of challenges, which are, but uh, also if you want to, they are easy to solve, I think. But when you are thinking about our listeners who might also be interested in becoming active in Japan, what would you recommend to them?
1: I think it's, yeah, as, uh, as we already said, it's really getting familiar with the business etiquette and culture that's really important so if you want to be successful in japan you have to adapt your behavior to the let's say local customs and that is perhaps in, uh, if you start there a, a bit more a formal approach especially yeah in the beginning and you know it's always it's it, you you could say that's that, that goes without saying you know it's it, it's clear but in my experience it's really important in, in japan so you know be well prepared for meetings be in time Respect timetables, respect meeting durations, be reliable. So that is then, there's a small steps which build the trust. And if you have once the trust, then it's, I would say, you know, it's a perfect relation between Germany and Japan.
2: Andores has handled uh, so many transactions involving Japanese clients. And so he recognizes the behavior of Japanese clients quite well. You may think that working with Japanese clients seem to be burdensome, but if you get used to working with Japanese clients, we believe you can easily handle them as Andorias does.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Ryota, you know, it's, it's important uh, not that we, let's say, create a false impression or wrong impression. So yeah. if you have really adapted or know how Japanese act, it, it's perfect. I really like it very much. You know, I like people who are polite. I like people who are respectful. And therefore, it's just know it and then act accordingly. And that's perfectly fine.
0: Thank you. It <laughs> <laughs> was a really great uh, last sentence to that uh, topic. Before we end our podcast now, um, because I think Japan is a very interesting country, I would love to visit it one day. So if we are thinking about a visit or a business visit or a holiday, what should I definitely not miss when I'm in Japan?
1: Okay, let's let's start with the food. So I I, I like <laughs> food very much, and I of course like Japanese food. And there is much more to discover than let's say sushi, which we know everywhere around the world so there is a great variety of and, and richness of flavors and uh, you know that's that's always an experience
3: yes so many um, non-japanese people know about sushi or puffer fish or wagyu or the like but that's not the food that we um, have every day <laughs> so we, lo- we also love like what we call the b-grade gour- gourmet that includes ramen gyoza Okonomiyaki, which is a Japanese kind of pizza, um, yakitori or curry rice, um, that is some kind of beef on rice balls. So I really love, Mani, when you come, I really love to, um, you know, um, take you to any restaurants that you would like to. And of course, you're if you're coming, on business, you can't miss like working on 24 hours, seven days. Um, Well, that's another joke. (laughs) 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 So in addition, if you're coming on holidays, just, I will also recommend that you visit some, you'll try the onsen, which is a Japanese hot springs. I bet that you will have a very super relaxing time, but it's not a swimming pool. So um, just please be aware that you can't wear um, anything like a swimsuit or. You know, swimwear. You have to be you know <laughs> when you're when are in the bathroom. So, but I think um, I think that's a very very um, interesting, a very um, super joint um, you know relaxing time. So I recommend that you um, enjoy enjoy that when you come to Japan.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kaori, Ryota, and Andreas for these very exciting insights and also these yummy dishes you mentioned. (laughs) So you have shown us um, how important country-specific advice is and what particular challenges corporations are facing in Japan. But thank you for taking your time talking with me about these important topics.
1: It was our pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. So thank you very much also to our listeners for taking your time uh, listening to these podcasts and this podcast episode especially. I hope you were able to take away some helpful information from this episode. If you enjoyed our Summer Trip podcast please feel free to pass it on. We have very interesting episodes to come. And if you have any questions, suggestions, etc., you can always mail us your feedback. We have in our show notes also an email address and a phone number, which you can feel free to contact us directly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you again and to hear your feedback, of course. Hear you next time and have a nice day.